This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome to the Smart Talk series, a Henry George School of Social Science podcast. The Smart Talk series is a weekly podcast with an array of discussions held with academics, policymakers, practitioners, and other professionals to explore new ideas and theories within the economics field. Today, our episode comes from our most recent annual conference, Rebuilding the Economy After the Pandemic, Challenges and Avenues of Reform. We'll pick up where we left off and discuss the transition towards a green economy with Robert Werner. Mr. Werner earned his degree in urban studies from New York University and since then has joined Citizens Climate Lobby and was New York State Coordinator. We were lucky enough to talk with Mr. Werner about carbon pricing, carbon dividends, and the economic costs of climate change. We hope you enjoy this talk, and please make sure to check back on our page every week for a brand new episode. Okay, I'm so pleased to be here, and I really appreciate the Henry George School for inviting me. I would like to share uh, Citizens Climate Lobby's um, solution for climate change, which I think is the best first step. That's why I'm so excited about it. So let me begin. What really needs to happen is there needs to be political will in this country to truly act on climate change. Um, politicians actually don't really lead, they listen, and they need to listen to people instead of listening to um, a big business, which, which um, gives them lots of money. There I am. So, oops, let me go back. Again, here I am uh, with Citizens Climate Lobby, New York State Coordinator and New York City Chapter Co-Leader. Climate change affects us all. And let me tell you how climate change affects me. I live on West 23rd Street in Manhattan and Superstorm Sandy flooded one end of my block. Uh, sewers in my basement backed up and I and the super went down there and we were shoving pillows in the sewers to keep seawater from backing up, flooding our basement. Um, I can laugh about it now, but if nothing is done, this will only get worse, especially for the next generation. So today I want to tell you who Citizens Climate Lobby is and what solutions we support. I want to talk about some other alternatives to address climate change. And then just at the end, give you specific actions you can take to maintain a livable world. So I think with this group, everyone knows that climate change is real. In fact, 97% of climate scientists agree and it's approaching 99% as the years go on. Global warming is real. It's caused by increased greenhouse gases and human activity is causing almost all the increase. The biggest driver is the burning of fossil fuels, coal, natural gas, and crude oil. And as we know, when carbon uh, dioxide is emitted into the atmosphere, it kind of forms a shell around the world and heat does not escape as it had. And as more carbon dioxide goes in the atmosphere, more heat builds up and the world gets hotter and it's accelerating and the acceleration is accelerating. 
The six warmest years ever on record have been in the past six years, and the 19 warmest years in recorded history have occurred in the past 21. So the acceleration is accelerating. We have to do something about it. What we're up against, there's more record setting temperatures, more extreme weather events, rising sea levels, more severe droughts, increasing open temp ocean temperatures, and that's causing a lot of extreme weather events, and that means money. Since 1980, the uh, world temperature has risen by one degree Celsius. And in the United States, that has cost us five times as much through extreme weather events like hurricanes, droughts, ice storms. And the number of extreme weather events that cause $1 billion or more in damage is happening four times as often as in 1980. So the acceleration is accelerating. Uh, that's from the no National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. So how long do we have? And you've probably heard this, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change reports we have until 2030 to cut global emissions by 50% to avoid the worst consequences. We're already feeling consequences now, but they're going to get worse. So that's why I love Citizens Climate Lobby. I feel we have the best solution to solve climate change. And we're not a wait and see organization at all. We're a let's get going organization and do what needs to be done. And that means anyone with a personal conviction that climate change is real, and something needs to be done now. Um, Citizens Climate Lobby can set you on the path to success, meaning educate you on what needs to be done. Uh, there's actions that you can take to uh, get this success happening faster, which mostly means working, uh, educating government officials and um, building political will that they need to act. And our website is fantastic gives you lots of information and all the support you need. So first, let's talk about what makes a good climate solution. Well, number one, it drives large-scale change quickly because we need to move fast. Plus, it looks out for those who can least afford rising energy costs. I don't want the, the more costs dumped on the low-income people in this country and around the world. Uh, that's just not fair. They didn't really cause most of this um, planet heating. Um, and we want the solution to be healthy for the planet and the economy. Um, there are some solutions, Citizens Climate, Climate Lobby has one, that um, is good for the planet and also helps the economy. And this needs to be durable. So the next president doesn't um, think it's unpopular and then with an executive order, just get rid of lots of a uh, lot of it. And we like incentives that supports choice. So what meets this criteria? Well, a carbon fee and dividend policy. You've probably heard the word carbon tax. Um, carbon fee is like a carbon tax, almost identical actually, except the money does not go to the government. If it goes to the government, it's a tax. If it goes somewhere else, it's a fee. So uh, 
the best carbon fee is charges a fee on fossil fuels at the source. So all the fossil fuels created are mined and, and drilled for are captured. And 100% of the net revenues of all these fees generated are returned to household as a dividend, like, like a monthly check into your checking account that you can spend any way you want. So what does Citizens Climate Lobby propose? Well, we propose the Energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act or any legislation similar, but it's on a federal scale and it would charge a fee on fossil fuels at the source, such as the mine, the well, or the port where you import fossil fuels. And this would mean all paperwork, minimal paperwork actually, would be done by the fossil fuel companies only. I would be unaffected, you would be unaffected by any paperwork when this is implemented. And 100% of net revenue is returned to the household, as we said, in a, like a monthly dividend. My parents have been collecting social security for 25 years. Uh, the payment always arrives in their checking account. They spend it as they wish. It works so easy. It's a fantastic system. Uh, one additional thing that the Energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act does, and I, I'm a big fan of this, is a border carbon adjustment. And that means that to protect American jobs from moving overseas where uh, to countries that do not impose a carbon fee, uh, then anything manufactured in that country that does not have a carbon fee, when they try to sell to the United States, there's a tariff added and that eliminates any advantage they have. So no jobs would move to another country uh, to take advantage of no carbon fees or no carbon pricing. So that's a great advantage. Just protects American jobs. Now there's many ways to address climate change. There's about five. Uh, we could do nothing, which is kind of what we're doing now. Many countries are doing now. There's regulations, which is a government decree. Uh, there's cap and trade. Uh, Europe is using that a lot. There's a straight carbon tax where there's a tax on fossil fuels and all the money goes to the government. And then there's carbon fee and dividend, which is what Citizens Climate Lobby proposes and my favorite. Um, let's, let's address those a little more. Money is always involved. Uh, there's carbon emissions carry hidden costs. And if we do the status quo, meaning we do nothing, that means the whole of society finances fossil fuels. Pollution, who pays for pollution? We do. Bad health, uh, government taxes have to clean up messes, all this. And it's actually the most expensive option out there by far. It's just people don't know it. Um, we think we're not costing us anything by doing nothing. It's costing us a lot. We just don't know it. There's also regulation, but that requires a lot of boots on the ground, uh, monitors uh, to, to make these regulations, impose these regulations, monitor that companies are actually following regulations. So that's pretty costly. Um, and it's also dependent on a budget for enforcement. It's possible an administration would come along and they not pay for any of this enforcement. And then therefore the regulations may be on the books, but nothing happens. There's also cap and trade, as I mentioned in, in Europe. 
that's a regulatory solution. It's kind of an artificial market. They don't actually tax carbon production. They, ta they sell permits that allows you to pollute. Uh, so it's kind of roundabout, it's narrow force focus, and it requires a lot of enforcement as, as we unfortunately found out with the European model. Then there's the carbon tax. I said a straight carbon tax. It's like a sin tax where don't like cigarettes, you tax cigarettes. So the usage goes down and it protects society. Um, it's actually highly effective. A carbon tax is highly effective, but it can slow the economy a bit if all these taxes go to the government that is spent in a, a, a faraway part of the country and your local economy um, uh, doesn't, doesn't get a boost from the tax spending. But a carbon fee and dividend is, I think, the best. It's, it's effective as a carbon tax because it really is. It's revenue neutral. Government does not keep the money. It's returned to every household. So the money is spent by you and all your neighbors in your local economy. Once again, uh, the cost of carbon fuels are, are dumped on society. The fossil fuel industry makes huge profits because they get all kinds of direct subsidies, indirect subsidies, they don't pay for pollution. And with no one responsible for actually paying this directly, it's, it's all of us, every, every person on earth pays indirectly. Regulations, straight, straight regulations seem to be the most obvious way to tackle this since when we see negative impacts from a routine behavior, we feel public authority needs to take action. You know, there should be a law against that. There should be, although this strict regulator, regulatory scenario requires people to monitor this, they're paid salaries, and it needs constant monitoring to uh, uh, monitor the behavior of emitters over time. Um, because they will, if not monitored, they will emit carbon dioxide. And this gets very expensive and can be undercut by underfunding. Cap and trade, as I said, sets a cap, a maximum for total emissions, and then auctions permits for the right to pollute up to that cap. Some of these emission trading schemes also allow for offsets. Um, and maybe you've heard of that, it's like buying an acre of rainforest and conserve it as a carbon sink, thus allowing you to pollute more um, than, than the permits you buy. However, cap and trade is complex, requires new regulatory mechanisms and easily gained by polluters. Um, offsetting, for instance, the land can be sold to a Western company who pollutes, uh, it, it's supposed to be conserved as a carbon sink. Some scoundrels have sold it to a number of people, the same land. And then how do you know after 20 years, all the trees that have been planted there to act as a carbon sink aren't gonna be clear cut and then sold as firewood. So, so the whole scheme would just go to pot. It's, it's, it can be easily gained. Um, and this, plus there's unpredictable cap and trade price swings and surplus and allowance that with these wild fluctuations, they don't provide predictability needed to accelerate innovation and foster large-scale, long-term clean energy investments. As in Europe, um, the price swings in cap and trade up and down, and 
really some companies are leery about actually doing what needs to be done because they're afraid they'll just end up spending a lot of money, of wasteful. However, Canada has a carbon tax and that's predictable and equitable and is not undermined by economic swings like cap and trade systems. Now, the carbon tax simply uses taxes to add to the cost of something that generates negative externalities, uh, which is pollution, hidden costs, which are hidden costs to public for the most part, and it makes it, uh, a carbon tax makes it possible to internalize those costs, meaning polluters pay for their pollution so that the market tells the truth. We get closer to honest capitalism and everyday economic activity of a healthy market should continue to be the driver of economic reality. Uh, it's transparency in the market. And, and that's, that's what we want. A carbon tax eliminates market distortions, builds efficiency and allows enterprises to go to work. I mean, companies now uh, can really dive into renewables uh, since they know that a carbon tax is in effect. And uh, as opposed to regulations that try to get bad behavior under control. And, you know, as I mentioned, uh, taxes on, on cigarettes, for instance, uh, reduces their um, uh, people buying them. And with fossil fuels, that's what we want. And a steadily rising tax on carbon emitting fuels will disincentivize investment in those resources and signal the market to invest in renewables. And Citizens Climate Lobby once said, and start slow, so no shock to the economy, but rapidly go up and to send a market, a signal to the market. And now, as I mentioned, the problem with the straight carbon tax, it's designed to reduce consumption, which is great, but then can constrain overall economic activity, especially if this tax money is spent by the government somewhere else out of your local economy. Well, now we're down to carbon fee and dividend which is what Citizens Climate Lobby promotes. Uh, we feel this can get to net zero by 2050, which is what uh, we really should do. It'll bring about affordable energy much faster than we're moving to now. It'll save lives. Imagine if there was no fossil fuels used, the air would be absolutely clean, as clean in New York as it is way out in the country, in, in rural Missouri, where I was born. And with the dividend, it puts money in your pocket each month to compensate for rising prices. That is a terrific part of it. So net zero by 2050, um, with Citizens Climate Lobby's um, uh, proposal, we could reduce America's carbon pollution by 50% by 2030, but we have to start acting now and then put us on track to reach net zero by 2050. The affordable clean energy, well, with this policy, the government sets the direction. They lay a good foundation for honest and transparent capitalism. And then businesses respond to provide abundant, affordable, and reliable clean energy. And this clean energy innovation will drive us faster to our goal. Saves lives. This policy will improve health and save an estimated 4.5 million American lives over the next 50 years by reducing pollution that Americans breathe. Poor air quality is responsible for as many as one in 10 American deaths and thousands more um, um, people being ill. And as I said, this puts money in your pocket. 
This policy is affordable for ordinary Americans because it puts money in your pocket. The money collected from the fee is given as a monthly dividend or carbon cash back payment to every American to spend with no restrictions. And most low and middle income Americans will either break even or come out ahead. So the middle class and the working class and low income people are protected from any rise in prices. I love that about this. It's, it's finally we're moving towards a little more uh, uh, equality in our society. One other thing that's absolutely great about this, let me show you. This horizontal gray line is, a, is the carbon emissions at business as usual. It's horizontal. Doesn't really get too much worse, but it, it doesn't do what we absolutely need to do. This gray range that goes down to zero towards 2050 is what the Interne Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change says we need to move to, to stay below two degrees Celsius or better 1.5 degrees Celsius. And this green line is if the Energy and Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act, Carbon Fee and Dividend, is implemented sufficiently we will head towards zero by 2050, which we absolutely need to do. Um, I, I put the clean energy, clean electricity payment program, which was in the Build Back Better bill that was, it got removed, unfortunately, disappointing. Uh, but even with that great thing, which uh, would, would be a great addition to solving this, um, it doesn't do as much as we need to get done. It's one step, but doesn't do as much. So, and as far as the economy, there's a lot of people that absolutely do not want um, any government action to solve climate change because they think it'll kill the economy. Jobs will be gone. It won't. Uh, today, we spend 800 billion in annual costs from environmental and health harms from fossil fuels. That's across the board. That's huge. And once we enact a carbon fee and dividend, that will start going away. Uh, the future of, uh, and the future, it means clean energy jobs will be created in local communities. So jobs in your local community. Benefits of saving lives. Today, 350,000 lives are lost each year due to air pollution. Uh, and in the future, 4.5 million lives will be saved over the next 50 years as air gets cleaner. And many of those lives will be saved really very quickly as the air gets much cleaner, much faster. And I wanna, I wanna touch again on the dividend. Families get paid. Right now, uh, no one is, is reimbursed anything because of uh, the cost of, of um, pollution. In the future, it's estimated that with carbon fee and dividend, the, a family of four will average almost $3,000 per year in these dividends. Uh, and that's, that's, it'll peak in about 10 years and start to decline as there's very few fossil fuels being used. So very few fossil fuels will have to pay a fee and it will eventually go away as fossil fuels have gone away. But this compensates families and anyone, single people will get uh, paid this dividend. So how do we get this moving along? We need 
the build political will to act on climate uh, because politicians need to be pressured into doing what's right because they really don't do what's right uh, on their own. So uh, for all the audience, how can you, what's your action plan? Well, continue to act locally. And by that, I mean, share what you know about climate change and the solutions to climate change. It'll get people thinking and moving and hopefully influence our politicians faster to do what they need to do, which is enact a national uh, carbon fee and dividend law. Uh, you can also advocate for effect, uh, an effective national policy by, by uh, visiting the Citizens Climate Lobby website or joining Citizens Climate if, if you so choose. Let me talk a little bit about Here's what Citizens Climate Lobby does. There's about five aspects of it. The number one thing is we lobby Congress. We visit them twice a year uh, on Zoom during COVID. But before that, twice a year, we would go to Washington and have meetings with them or their staff to tell, to convince them what needs to be done. There's to get the word out, there's media relations. Individual people's write letter to the editors. Young people are using social media to get the word out, it's so great. There's grassroots outreach. Uh, that's like giving presentations such as what I'm doing now. Uh, there's, um, we, we do tabling at, at say uh, farmer's markets. You just go there, set up a table, talk to anyone who's interested, try to convince them to get involved. There's grass tops engagement. We speak to uh, business people. Uh, so so they were, will endorse Citizens Climate Lobby and hopefully that will influence um, their member of Congress to act faster. And there's group development. We have 500 chapters nationwide. Um, you can join that, help with the chapter, attend meetings. So it's a great organization. And we are going to Washington. We think uh, it'll be safe to attend in June, hopefully, cross our fingers. Uh, I'm going. I love going. And it's, it's just a, a great way to move our congressperson forward. If you choose to go to our website to get more information, and everything I said is backed up by data, you can investigate that. Um, you, can, you can go from our website, find, we have a weekly informational session for new people to kind of understand us better. Uh, there's details on the Energy Innovation Act you can visit. Before I go, this is my, uh, this is our founder, Marshall Saunders. And he says, I used to think that the important people were taking care of important problems. No, preserving a livable world is up to us little people. What we do and do not do really counts. And that's absolutely true. That's why I'm, I'm a little person, I'm a nobody, but I wanna get involved and do something right to move our country forward and the world forward. And that's it for this week's episode of Smart Talk. Thank you for listening, and we hope it made you think. If you'd like to learn more about our research, check out hgsss.org. That's hgsss.org. If you'd like to listen to our content as soon as it's published, subscribe to our show. If you like our show, please leave us a rating, review, or even share with a friend. It goes a long way. Thanks again for listening, and see you next week.